Hello, welcome to Grubstakers. This week we're talking about Marcus Notch Pearson, the Swedish inventor of Minecraft and the man who made a billion dollars screwing over his employees. Hear all about his Twitter, his uh, treatment of aforementioned employees, and how having one billion dollars might just change your politics. All that and more coming up on Grubstakers. And also how the last few years of his have been a one long extended heated gamer moment on Grubstakers. Get lost, please. Thank you. I can tell you that every job has its ups and downs, and a union can't change that fact. I mean, it is the magic elixir of our of our age and of all ages. What it does for prostate cancer is amazing. You get $200 million profit and you didn't have to pay any tax. Isn't that true? Listen, it's, it's, is that true or not? It's, yes or it no? Is, you do not pay a profit when someone, a, a, a tax when someone Maybe makes you sell assets. For you become Secretary of Treasury so you didn't have to pay the tax there. Oh. <laughs> In five, four, three, two. Hello, welcome back to Grubstakers, the podcast about billionaires. I'm Sean P. McCarthy. I'm here. I'm joined by my friends Yogi Poliwal, Andy Palmer, Steve Jeffries. And this week we are taking a look at Marcus Pearson. Uh, so this he is the inventor of Minecraft, and this will be an episode about the richest man to wear a fedora on a regular <laughs> basis. Um, but yes, no, uh, uh, you might be familiar with, if, if you're an avid Twitter user, Notch's Twitter presence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it just kind of shows, like, I guess, what a billion dollars will do to you psychologically. <laughs> Eight hours ago, at this moment of this recording, he tweeted out, Sometimes I just want to grab people and shake them until I wake up. <laughs> not sure what that means, but a billionaire tweeted it. Let's make sure he doesn't listen to our last episode and know that he can just do that <laughs> with zero repercussions. That tweet tells me he's moved on from weed to uh, research chemicals from China. <laughs> <laughs> he's in the drug discovery now. Yes. <laughs> but so Marcus Pearson, Person, however you, you pronounce it, uh, Basically, this is kind of an interesting uh, uh, case because I guess when you when you talk about like say the Koch brothers, uh, essentially they got rich because their father uh, got a bunch of money from Nazi Germany and then invested it in the United States, and then they basically just uh, collected the rents from that money yeah. and gradually expanded throughout the energy sector. But they did very little actual work. It Innovated was, and uh, yes. Uh, uh, took over in philanthropy. Yes, bootstraps. They they did invent a political party that is uh, creating a mass extinction event as as we speak. But hey, business is business. What yeah. are you going to do? You got to crack. You know, a couple but they're of laughing heads. all the way to the bank, Sean. <laughs> but the point is, the point that I'm getting at here is that, like, if you were to like tell me what they did creatively, I don't think you could either. You know, anything creative they did is actively destructive. Mm-hmm. I would argue. Uh, whereas when you're talking about Notch. I mean, the guy did invent a game that's very popular. I haven't played it, but, you know, Yogi, Andy, I know you guys have played it. Steve, you ever played it? No. Okay. So, you know, he invented a fun game that became... He arguably taught Gen Z the (laughs) N-word. Yeah, yeah, I think so. This is where PewDiePie got it from. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of an interesting episode because I guess kind of the open question here, and, and we can debate this, is essentially how much does he deserve to be rewarded because he he launches minecraft is a game he invented himself i guess he did like uh copy elements of it from existing games but you know he put enough in it that it was his. wait that it, game was made by only one person the alpha version of minecraft 
was with those graphics <laughs> <laughs> that interface uh no sound when he first launched it either mm-hmm. uh that was added by other people but it was essentially like the 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 short and dirty story is he launches the alpha in 2009 it becomes popular enough that he has to hire a team and then this team, you know, works on it pretty much nonstop from like 2010 to 2014. He sells it to Microsoft and 90% of the money or uh, even more than that goes to him. He, he's according to Forbes, he's worth about $1.6 billion net worth as of this moment. And, and so just kind of the question is, because he literally stopped working on, my, on Minecraft after November 2011 when they f- uh, officially released, you know, does... Because he came up with the idea, does he deserve all that money if you just kind of walk away and let other people be your wage slaves and then say, oh, hey, you guys grew my product. Great. All the money's mine now. I'm going to say yes. Well, I, I don't know if 90% of 2.5 billion is 1.6, but I see what you're saying. Right. Well, essentially, the uh, it was him and the two other founders. Mm-hmm. Who got all the equity that was in uh, the, the company. It was called uh, uh, Mojang. Mojang. Uh, but so it was those three. But and that is a Swedish for Mojang. <laughs> oh, really? Famous tile game. <laughs> Swedish for the M word. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so basically, the the, the point what here. What a fucking. Jeez, oh my god. What the. F- <laughs> That's PewDiePie and. Uh, Noted Minecraft enthusiast. They told me to get the PewDiePie N word drop and then they told me not to get it. <laughs> what a fucking. Jeez, oh my god, what the fuck? So we, we settled on a compromise where we just took out the N-word. Mm. What a fucking... Jeez, oh my god, what the fuck? You remove the gunshots, though. That removes the context as to why PewDiePie is talking What a fucking... Jeez, oh my god, what the fuck? This is the worst episode the, we've ever done. There are some gunshots. <laughs> what a fucking... Jeez, oh my god, what the fuck? You also removed the part after where he apologizes to his sponsors. (laughs) And then immediately donated money to the NAACP. But anyway, so the, the point here is uh, essentially it's it's kind of an open question. And I think Notch is a pretty fascinating character because he also answers the question is like, what if just like an average person gets a billion dollars? Like what kind of things happen to you psychologically? How do you behave? Like some of his Twitter stuff will go through. I, I think yeah, he doesn't love it. Yeah, well, he, he's clearly, I guess like the other thing is, he kind of fucked these people out of money and then he complains on Twitter that like only one or two people said thank you to me. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, all right, you fucking employed them. But again, you know, in in terms of like you stop doing work for several years and then you just kind of collected all the rent that they'd they'd built up on there. But, you know, if uh, if you are a um, if you are a notch defender, you will find a good home on Reddit (laughs) because I can tell you that every single thread about this will explain entrepreneurial risk to you and how these uh, these salaried employees. Do you mean to imply uh, there are bootlickers on Reddit? (laughs) These salaried employees are, are just whiny babies who don't understand that the fucking creative destruction of geniuses like notch entitles them to, you know, all of. The labor hours. Yes. Open invitation to all those Reddit commenters to uh, join me at the live stream on uh, Tuesday, February 5th. When this episode drops, David Harvey will be uh, talking through Marx's Capital Volume 1. Will Notch be there? I hope so. <laughs> I would drop everything for that class. <laughs> Not, Notch is going to be in my Capital Volume 1 seminar. <laughs> 
Okay, now this is epic. <laughs> PewDiePie's here too. <laughs> PewDiePie is ex- escorted out five minutes into the lecture. Ah, the capitalist is like the vampire. The vampire that the I colonist. created in the Minecraft at night. Um, but yeah, so I mean... I became the capitalist by making the vampire. I don't know if Dr. Strangelove was going to be a part of this. <laughs> But yeah, so this is our this is our notch episode, our Marcus Pearson episode. So this will be our first episode where we just read tweets for an hour and a half straight and but comment. But not our last. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess just like uh, so, for those not familiar with the uh, the actual video game Minecraft, uh, according to Business Insider, they got about ninety one million monthly players as of uh, late twenty eighteen. Uh, around one hundred and six million copies of the game have been sold to date. Uh, it's uh, incredibly addictive, and it's been described as like kind of a building block game, like you know Legos or whatever. It's essentially uh, Notch and his team created a sandbox, and mm-hmm. then there's been infinite uh, creativity put into that, where like some guy built a to scale replica of the Starship Enterprise. Um, Basically, someone someone else built like a functioning computer within Minecraft. You know, yeah, it's 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 basically this game where there's enough variance. Um, where you can do a bunch of different things, but at the same time, it's so um, it's 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 got little enough detail that you can make fairly large things and somewhat complex things without like having to really go into it and like use a lot of CPU power. In some of the research for this episode, the best thing that I found were uh, op-eds talking about how how did Notch steal essentially Lego's computer game? <laughs> Lego had the in the, and I, apparently Lego tried making a couple of games similar to this, but just didn't crack the code that Andy just uh, said about how if you keep the graphical capabilities low, you can make it an open world that is not so hard on the CPUs. The other thing that was great was finding uh, op-eds from parents that are mad. <laughs> and they're like, all my kid wants to do now is play Minecraft. I don't understand the blocks. <laughs> I will say, like, a couple of years ago, uh, I had this uh, girlfriend and I was visiting her, like, extended family. What happened to her, Andy? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> she's dead. Uh, I was visiting. She broke her ex- up with Andy after Andy had a heated gaming moment. <laughs> <laughs> it was against PewDiePie. <laughs> she was like, "You never take out the trash," and I was like, "What a fucking no!" She uh, so like I, I was like, "Oh fuck, how am I gonna like get along with her um, extended family?" Because they're black. Is that, that why you thought that? <laughs> No, then, like, uh, she had, like, her cousin had, like, this 10-year-old kid who was, like, super into Minecraft, and it turned out, like, it was really easy to, like, talk to him, because that's all I wanted to talk about was Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I had that her happen. family's like, yeah, ever since he got vaccinated, he's been <laughs> playing so much Minecraft, and that's that's all he talks about. <laughs> We're not sure what happened. He keeps talking about sand as glass. Uh. <laughs> I was I was sharing it with my co-host earlier, but so my theory on how the 21st century is going to play out is that um, PewDiePie will become dictator of Sweden, <laughs> and Notch will be his hidden dark money backer. Yes, I like this. And then he will Twitch live stream Holocaust 2.0. <laughs> okay, now this is epic. <laughs> We're rounding up the migrants. No one will ever deny this Holocaust. <laughs> Um, but so I guess we could just kind of go through the, um, the, the short biography of, of Notch, um, <clears throat> Marcus Pearson, and uh, it's, it's, it's pretty bland, to be honest with you. Well, I guess he's had a couple tragedies in his life, but... Yeah, you know, you know he ha- has a very stereotypical um, 
affluent engineer upbringing where it's, uh, you know, lonesome childhood to a certain degree, um, child of divorce, um, and his sister uh, was a drug addict later in life. He was born... Do you know Do you know what she was on, or does it just say drug addict? It just says drug addict, but she's clean now. I, it's I from mean, like a New Yorker profile? Or yeah, with the help yeah. of Notch's billion, uh, she was able to get clean. Um, but then, but her, his father also had alcohol issues, and that's why the, his parents got divorced when he was a kid. Um, but uh, also, what if she was addicted to Minecraft? <laughs> <laughs> um, how how has this uh, cure for drug addiction just been sitting out in the open? Which is <laughs> get a billion dollars. Yeah, just have a brother with a billion dollars yeah. in that. A good chunk of why he spends so lavishly now is because he said he's making up time f- because of all the time he was working in his 20s. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a pretty vanilla uh, upbringing story when it comes to Notch and how he became who he became. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, in his 20s when he uh, couldn't afford the top shelf fedora <laughs> <laughs> and had to, had to get them off rack yeah. used from the thrift store. Had to get one of those plastic New Year's fedoras. <laughs> It's not my joke, but people have like uh, uh, speculated on Twitter that uh, it, the fedora has taken over his brain because <laughs> <laughs> he is like walking around in like a trench coat and fedora and like this uh, 2011, 2010 documentary I watched on him, uh, uh, the story of uh, Mahjong um, uh, and Minecraft. But so, anyways, the point is. Uh, The basic bio we just kind of went through. He was born 1979 in Stockholm, Sweden. His mother's Finnish. His father's Swedish. Uh, He lives uh, for like the first seven years in uh, Edsbyn, which is uh, like north uh, Sweden. It's kind of like isolated. It's dark and snowy a lot of the year. But after seven years, he moves back to Stockholm. And apparently he starts programming around eight years old. He builds like a text-based adventure game around then. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, his life kind of goes on uh, like this until in 2005, he get you know, so he's like programming a lot. We've kind of mentioned he's an isolated, uh, introverted kid. And uh, in 2005, he gets a job with the game developer King. And he works at King from 2005 to 2009. He works at a few on a few games there. But it's there that he meets a guy named Jacob Posner, who would go on to be his co-founder at the company. But he's working at King 2005 to 2009, and he kind of steps away in 2009 to uh, develop the alpha version of Minecraft, (laughs) played by no alphas. (laughs) Uh, But so, yeah, I mean, basically, again, uh, this is like, according to some people, it's uh, it's a partially a clone of a game called uh, Infiniminer. Uh, which was a game uh, released earlier in 2009. Oh, really? So he like he kind of bases it on an existing game, but he does add enough to, to make it be considered its own game. Everything's stolen these yeah. days. Um, and so the first alpha version of the game called Minecraft was released June 2009. And this is like actually a significant enough success because he, uh, Notch sells it through his website and he says, hey, this game's in progress, but you can like pay me a bit of money and you can play it while I'm making it, right. you know? And uh, he sells it through his website and it's, you know, within the first month, he's actually like making a healthy profit off of this. And within a month, he's able to actually take time off from uh, his day job at the time. And uh, within uh, a year, by May 2010, he quits his day job mm-hmm. and he's just doing Minecraft full time. And so basically, like, May 2010, he quits his day job. He's doing Minecraft full-time. But by September 2010, the demand is so much that he has to form a company and get other people in on it with him. Right. 
So, you know, like this kind of first period, and again, this is kind of the argument where this first period he has this game that he's built uh, himself, partly based on existing code, but, you know, I mean, everybody is inspired or, or uh, bases their ideas on something. No idea is original. But uh, what happens is he brings these other people in. He brings in uh, his coworker from King, Jacob Posner. He brings in a guy named Carl Manna. Uh, and uh, these three of them are the co-founders of the company uh, uh, Mojang AB. And then they hire four employees. So essentially there's seven of them as of uh, September 2010. And they kind of work their asses off for about a year to release the uh, fine, the initial finished version of Minecraft mm-hmm. in November 2011. So again, you know, three founders, four salaried employees working around the clock. And essentially the, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like a lot of companies where it's kind of like, hey, we don't need a, a management. We're all equal. It's egalitarian right. here. But once the actual money starts flowing in, it's like mostly going to Notch and the other two co-founders, and then the other four get fucked, Yeah, essentially. Um, at this time, in 2011, he marries his longtime girlfriend, Elin Zetterstrand, and then they get divorced. Uh, essentially, within months, this, uh, 2011, he's married, he's divorced, 2012, so... Yeah, August it, 2011 it, to August 2012. Yeah, yeah, it's like a few days after their one-year anniversary, and you're like, you know there was like a fight on the anniversary. Sure, sure yeah. <laughs> And then uh, shortly after the divorce, uh, his father kills himself. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So, I mean, basically 2012 is the beginning of the end of like a decent notch. That's, um, that's not bland at all. I mean, I guess it's not that bland. It's not It's not Epstein, you know, uh, uh, billionaire power circles are jerking off one another juicy. But, I mean, in 2012, between a divorce, his father's death... He kind of, I think at that point, says, fuck everything to a certain degree. During the time that he was engaged, did he say that their marriage was an alpha version? (laughs) (laughs) You can pay some money to to comment on it as they're moving towards the final product. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's weird. So his father kills himself in 2012, mm-hmm. which is interesting because I mean, his last like, words were, um, <laughs> what a fucking, but seriously, mental health is a serious issue. And, uh, if you're having any trouble, seek someone out to, to talk to and get help. That's so weird. So yeah, like, and, and so again, the, this timeline here is by January, 2011, again, we, we mentioned, you know, Notch is doing this game by himself for uh, almost a year, mm-hmm. uh, but it gets to be so much demand um, that he hires this team in September 2010. He starts this company. And by January 2011, there were 1 million registered accounts on this game, which mm-hmm. is just after he founds the company. Then within six months, there's 10 million more. Right. So it's like it starts growing really exponentially. So one thing I want to mention is that because the early version of Minecraft was primarily made by uh, one person, if not a few people. Mm-hmm. The way to play Minecraft was extremely convoluted. There were no instructions. There wasn't a guidebook, obviously, because there wasn't an end at that time. So, And it the, was a very complicated game. Uh, walk up to dirt, hit dirt. Walk up to tree, hit tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, you know, making stuff like, you know, redstone repeaters and stuff, all that stuff was, uh, you had to figure out. But even the, you can hit a tree to get its wood, and then how to organize said wood to make items, which is uh, a feature of the game, weren't told to people. So I think uh, some of the folklore of uh, Minecraft early on was that, hey, there's this game, 
I, we, we don't know how it ends. We don't really know what's going on, but mm-hmm. we know this much. And I think that as video game uh, um, enthusiasts, mm-hmm. uh, we love a mystery. And it's a lot rarer now to be able to get your hands on something where you're like, we don't know how this works. Well, so that's interesting. And, and I mean, again, just kind of going back to this, because we mentioned, so uh, January 2011, they got a million registered users. Six months later, they got about 10 million. And throughout this entire time, uh, Minecraft is in alpha or beta. And then they're moving up to November 2011 is when they officially launched the game. And they, they say, this is a finished game now. You know, we're, we're sure. selling this. And what happens on November 2011 is almost immediately... It's um, ready for betas. <laughs> Almost immediately, uh, Notch steps aside. He um, passes off to one of the uh, first four hires they made, a guy named Jans Bergensten. Uh, Every 10-year-old who in uh, 10 years will be posting on the R Cell forum downloads it. <laughs> well, you, you know what's better than 10 million blocks? <laughs> 100 million blocks. <laughs> um, but so regardless, like essentially... Uh, just after this official launch in November 2011, Notch passes the lead developer role to Jans uh, Bergensten, or Jens Bergensten. I, I don't know how to pronounce it's it. It's Jans. Yeah, Jans. Jans. But so the the important thing is Notch stops working on the game at this point. November 2011, it'll be sold to Microsoft in 2014. And uh, according to like a couple people, actually Yogi just mentioned the Redstone Repeaters. Apparently this guy Yawns uh, invented the Redstone Repeaters. Most like it wasn't part of the original game and like so much of the depth and complexity yeah. that allows you to like build a, a computer in Minecraft requires these repeaters. Wait, what, what's, the reds, what's the repeater? Uh, can you explain? <laughs> so essentially, you know, I haven't gotten this far, by the way. Yes. Um, basically, there's a product in the game called Redstone, and you can use it as an electronic circuit, essentially. So if you want to do something like, you know, an automatic opening door or like a bridge to a certain degree, you would use a Redstone repeater to activate said, you know, new, like uh, not pneumatic, but uh, to make shit move without you having to physically move it, you would need to build a program within the game. And to do that, you'd use redstone dust in a trail, like an electronic circuit, to uh, make something work, essentially. Now, was this around the time that they decided, um, as a game manufacturer, to not have the water make any sense in terms of direction and manipulation? I think, I don't know, I mean, like, that's the thing about Minecraft that's kind of great is that it's a consistently broken and working game. And because of its uh, low graphic... Uh, I'm just saying I'm trying to make a pool and there's a waterfall in the middle of it. Like how... He changed all the water uh, to make it not drown people after his father's suicide. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe. Like, the timeline does add up. Um, but, like, so... Various improvements of the game could only happen with a team of people. This thing, the the Redstone Repeater thing that Jan's probably put in, yeah. I don't think that's not an easy ad. I don't think one person can make something like that happen. Um, but also with more users comes more server space. And something like the Redstone Repeater, I'm sure, kind of falls easily within um, the kind of rhetoric at the time. Uh, I guess you would you would say like the uh, Obama era rhetoric of like learn to code. And so like, I remember around this time when like Minecraft was at its peak, there were articles all over the place that were like, Minecraft is teaching children to code. Mm -hmm. And the Redstone repeater just kind of fit within that narrative um, that I think really gave it a lot of free PR. But it's also, it's also coders making this game. I mean like, you know, they want to figure out. 
every game. Fair. Yeah, it um all right. It it is um <laughs> People that love uh, video games adding the concept of being able to make a video game within the video game. Like, it, uh, it's not necessarily meta, but it is certainly what a video gamer would do. There were really probably some uh, nine-year-old Minecraft players screaming at us as we attempted to explain <laughs> Red Star Computers. If we have nine-year-old fans, turn the show off. <laughs> Go play Minecraft. Yeah, there's it's an like, explicit I, badge on iTunes for a reason. <laughs> when, when I was trying to like do the research for this episode, like I, you know, we saw in the documentary, like some guy built a computer with Minecraft, and I'm like, oh, I'll, ex- I'll just say that, and then if anyone asks me to explain it, I will freeze. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you think that bad? Look up like Minecraft VidCon uh-huh. clips. It's literally the most awkward, anxiety-ridden kids asking the adult versions of themselves <laughs> questions that Aww. neither people know the answers to. Whether it's technical and like, hey, why doesn't your game work on my computer when I have Steam installed? To like, one kid asked, how many people on the uh, Mojang team have autism? Like, <laughs> the, the panel just goes, oh, we're, we're going to refuse to answer that question. Uh, and it's kind of heartbreaking because in your head, at one point, part of me was like, well, maybe that kid has autism and wants to like have like an identifying moment of like, like, hey, we can, you know, create uh, video games and stuff. And at the same time, I can completely see that panel being like, we need to shut this shit down yeah. <laughs> immediately. That's pretty adorable, well, though. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I actually asked Sean to explain uh, the computer, and he said, What a fucking... <laughs> Jeez, oh my god. What the fuck? I feel like our uh, our choice of using one drop per episode <laughs> yeah. is a real gambit oh, in this my. one. <laughs> sure. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, it, it is just kind of interesting. Again, like, you know, there's no uh, actual logical explanation for depression, but essentially Notch's father kills himself at the height of Notch's success. Yeah, you know? in uh, the article... Retire at the top. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, apparently Notch's dad, uh, previous to his suicide, was very supportive of Notch's uh, 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 video game uh, prowess. And... Um, he wanted to be isolated. I mean, he he was an alcoholic growing up, and I think that was one of the reasons why they moved. Not just St- dad was, mm-hmm. and okay. that's why they moved they to moved, St- yeah. Stockholm after the divorce, I yeah. believe. Um, but you know, it. Uh, I think that the most harrowing thing about having a parent kill yourself is knowing that you have that in you, and so a good chunk of. The way of how Notch blows his cash now is very like, we're all going to go do this crazy thing. Like, he bought... Um, I'm sure he also here. blames himself to a degree if he's not a... I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, he bought the uh, Beyonce, the house that Beyonce and Jay-Z were bidding for, for $70 million. Mm-hmm. And it's just a gigantic um, Beverly mansion. Hills, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like, a guy like Notch wouldn't think he needs that unless he's like, I need to throw parties constantly mm-hmm. to he not want to kill myself. He's definitely the first poster billionaire. T Boone Pickens was on like Twitter for a minute. This fucking venomous. Is that Cory Booker's friend? <laughs> <laughs> this venomous corporate raider. <laughs> T Boone Pickens was like this. Uh, 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 he's still alive. Corporate raider, energy guy, mm-hmm. and uh, he's a billionaire. And he was on Twitter. And a few years back, everybody was celebrating because he like clapped back at Drake <laughs> because Drake tweeted like, uh, "It's there's nothing like making that first million." <laughs> and then, <laughs> T. Boone t- uh, Pickens tweeted back, yeah, uh, except for making the first billion. <laughs> and that was back before there was any clash consciousness in American Twitter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Drake so- claps back, I don't need a billion dollars to be a pedophile. Drake said, I don't need a billion dollars to be a deadbeat dad. 
But so you know, it's so fucked up what? when I I hate Drake unequivocally just from day one. But when mm-hmm. I found out that he was a deadbeat dad, I was like, well, he's got some flaws. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> you know, nobody's perfect. That's how warped my mind is. Drake back, you know, Hotline Bling, even before they Degrassi, I was like, fuck this guy. And, oh, it turns out he like has a kid that he doesn't care about. Yeah, like, I find that what? less offensive than his music. <laughs> He just he just assumed his ghostwriters were taking care of the, the letters to his kid. Yo, I need two verses and I need a birthday card. <laughs> like when it comes to the letter of his kid, like the it's like write a word, get a third. Like he, he gets a third of the credit for the letter. Uh, so, but but as we were mentioning here, in March 2012, uh, Minecraft has sold about five million copies. By November 2012. Uh, Mojang, Mojang, Mojang. God damn it! It has five. It has twenty-five employees. Uh, <laughs> by November two thousand twelve, this is from the right. original seven employees. So it's like a you know humming little studio. And again, at this point, uh, 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 Notch is working on other games within um, uh, Mojang, but he's not actually there. So with working on Minecraft anymore. With increased. By the way, I was totally bullshitting when I said it meant Mojang. <laughs> Mojang. It's Mojang. Uh, with more people playing the game, you have more people complaining about said game. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the reasons why Notch originally tweeted his uh, plea to sell his share of the company was just being tired of people saying the thing you made suck. Right. Yeah, because, I mean, it is a lot of pressure once you have, like, all those people. And we mentioned, like, it grows exponentially, and that is entirely because of the community. And, again, this is kind of the genius of a sandbox game, is that people build all this cool shit in Minecraft, and then they put it up on, say, YouTube or whatever, right. and other people see it, and they're like, oh, shit, I should play Minecraft, you know? So it, it grows very exponentially, very quickly. So that's also the issue with why I think there were so many complaints, because since it's an open-world game that you know, feasibly has no end uh, on the uh, original PC version. The Xbox version has uh, sides in, in on it, even though they've increased that since the original Xbox version. You have people building gigantic objects uh, in Minecraft, and to house the amount of people just in, in server space for that alone must have been a minefield for the Mi- Minecraft people. A whole bunch of mines there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that that's part of the reason why, like, they weren't ready to deal with the amount of people that were playing it. Because I don't, I don't, they didn't expect the growth that they got. And to have people building, you know, city-worth escape things every day, every hour, I mean, you just, it's just too much. It's so big. Uh, but so, in a, a one, uh, according to one article, um, Notch makes about 101 million U.S. dollars off licensing um, alone in 2012. So he's making a lot of fucking money. And again, he he walks away from Minecraft because of the stress. You know, he wants to like build little bullshit games and like focus on things that are fun for him. This is a huge growing community. He's tired from building a little bullshit game. He wants to build other little bullshit games. <laughs> exactly. And there's like a huge community, a lot of pressure, millions of players. So. He's within the company uh, as one of the original co-founders, the guy who owns the majority of the company, but he's working on other projects, whereas Minecraft remains the cash cow, as we just mentioned, this hundred-some million in licensing in 2012. Right. Um, and it kind of goes on like that for a couple years with him not working on Minecraft, but then in uh, September of 2014, they sell to Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, again, this deal is about $2.5 billion is what Microsoft buys it for. About $1.7 billion of that goes directly to uh, Notch himself. And um, 
I just wanted to quote a little bit uh, from the book, uh, The Unlikely Tale of uh, Marcus Notch Pearson and the Game That Changed Everything, second edition. But they kind of updated it just to like talk a bit about what happened uh, when this, this sale went through. Mm-hmm. And, uh, what did uh, it say in the first edition? <laughs> they, I don't believe they'd sold yet to Microsoft at the first edition. But uh, Jans Bergensten is uh, is brought into the office by uh, one of the other co-founders, Carl Mana, the we CEO. For the third edition. And he's basically told, we're going to sell to Microsoft, so you have to get the code together. Don't tell anybody, but we have to show them the code and this kind of stuff. And uh, I just want to kind of quote a little bit from here. Uh, because they feared an exorcist, everyone at Mojang was made the same offer. Whoever stayed on board for at least six months after the sale would be rewarded with uh, about two million Swedish crowns, which is about 300,000 U.S. dollars after taxes. Um, at the time, uh, Jans was not alone in being dissatisfied with his paycheck from Mojang. In fact, a shared feeling had for some time been spreading amongst the staff that they were not really seeing their fair share of Minecraft's astounding success. Sure, Mojang employees received more perks than most. The regular trips that were arranged for employees would have made most people jealous. And yet... Some couldn't shake the feeling that their hard work mainly benefited Marcus, Jacob, and Carl, the three co-founders. The three founders were yet to make anyone else a shareholder in the company, not even those who had been with Mojang from the start. This meant that the massive profits generated by Minecraft still went straight into their pockets, even though Marcus himself hadn't done any actual work on Minecraft for over two years now. Uh, According to one anonymous uh, Mojang employee, quote, management has been really good at keeping wages down. Instead, we've been told that Mojang is a nice place to work, that we get free trips to the Game Developers Conference, and that we all receive a Christmas bonus. (laughs) He said that during summer 2014. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, he certainly gives them treats, but he doesn't pay them their wage. Mm -hmm. Um, What a piece of shit. Yeah. Now, one thing that was interesting, and Yogi and I had a, a little debate about this before we started recording... Uh, was the $2.5 billion figure, because I don't think that as a straight game, Minecraft is worth $2.5 billion. Like, it, or at least it's not going to recoup that in direct profits. And uh, one thing that I started to suspect, because um, uh, Sean directed me to uh, this book, Surveillance Capitalism, uh, written by uh, a woman by the name of uh, Shoshana Zuboff, um, and in that, she talks about how Microsoft, uh, around the time of 2014, actually, when they uh, switched uh, CEOs from Steve Ballmer to uh, Satya Nadella, uh, or Satya Nadella, um, Microsoft also kind of switched its um, focus from you know what it had always done, which was kind of selling Office to uh, larger being companies, being a monopoly, being a monopoly. <laughs> Uh, that sells office products to offices um, mm-hmm. and then also has uh, windows uh, for people who want a shitty computer. And um, But uh, the new kind of direction that Microsoft is going in is sort of the Google and Facebook direction, which is uh, the direction of surveillance uh, capitalism, where basically you gather as much data from users of your devices as you can and then apply behavioral techniques in ways where you can both predict people's um, actions and then eventually try to shape them. By the way, be sure to subscribe to our Patreon as soon as it's up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to go into this. Uh, I also got the book Lean In, so um, that's going to be exciting. Uh, uh, but essentially, uh, one of the one of the things of note in this book is that Pokemon Go, when it came out, mm-hmm. uh, was... It's, it, it, it was basically the idea 
was to test a bunch of surveillance capitalism principles where they could um, they used Pokemon, which is really popular, just to basically be able to gather as much data about um, uh, out of people's phones as they could just pull like their location data, um, see if they could manipulate people into going into businesses by putting rare Pokemon there. Uh, it was essentially a massive like social experiment in uh, tracking and manipulating people's behavior. And so what I'm starting to suspect is that um, Microsoft under uh, their new CEO, uh, Nadella, uh, he's talked about how he is trying to shift um, Microsoft into focusing on systems of intelligence and basically going the Google and Facebook route of using behavioral analytics to kind of uh, track human behavior, um, sort of create models of it, and then ultimately manipulate it to bring in profits. And so it, it seems like with the Minecraft acquisition, Paying $2.5 billion isn't just for paying for the game and, say, the dedicated uh, players on it. But I think also because Minecraft has a lot of just raw behavioral data, because it's this open sandbox game, because there's so many kids using it, you can harvest a lot of data for that. Um, and also uh, the guy from Watergate was on the grassy knoll. Yeah, I think everything Andy said is wrong. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so Xbox currently has 57 million Xbox Live users, and I believe the, I think we looked up the population of people playing Minecraft was like 97 million a moment ago. 91 million. 91 million. So yeah. you have more people playing Minecraft than Xbox Live users, period. And so getting a hold on that market is important, not paramount. The other reason I think that uh, My Microsoft decided to buy Minecraft is because Mojang is an international company, the overseas cash pile based on current tax laws microsoft's overseas cash can't be brought back into the u.s without a hefty hit so essentially they just need to make more money on it than they would interest in the bank to have it be a better profitable deal and that number is 25 million dollars a year and that my ladies and gentlemen is why microsoft bought mojang none of the shit andy just said I just was thinking about how, like, because Pokemon Go was a huge surveillance project, that uh, Hillary Clinton line, Pokemon Go, <laughs> the polls, was actually much more sinister than we all thought. <laughs> she was trying to collect our data. <laughs> now, what Andy said is correct, though. I mean, like, I think that um, later on, the Microsoft will definitely use Minecraft users' inf information. You have to imagine they're going to, like, try to collect information from this user base in various Certainly. ways that uh, Mojang when might not not have when done. I play yeah. Seahawks in Madden on my Xbox against the team we're going to play that week, we usually win because Xbox Live looks at the Madden <laughs> Seahawks information and then tells it to Pete Carroll directly. Obviously, guys. <laughs> That's how. And when I don't play Madden on, on, the, on games when Seahawks have to play, we lose. So mm. put me in, coach. All right? <laughs> I do just want one more uh, excerpt from this book here. Can you play a game with the Mariners? <laughs> I mean, MLB, the show... <laughs> Uh, do one more uh, quick thing from this book. Uh, the day before uh, uh, Notch leaves, he puts in his last day of work. This is right after the sale to the Microsoft. Uh, several others were in the office as he stood up to leave. He hesitated, not sure how to say goodbye. So he decided not to. <laughs> he made, <laughs> he made nice. his way past the desks outside where his employees sat working, past the shelves stacked with awards and prizes. He took a left out the door, went down through a small stairwell, and stepped out of the building. The cold November air stung his cheeks as the door closed behind him. So, you to know, be fair, that's how he always leaves anywhere. Mm. I guess uh, Irish. Are we sure that they stung his cheeks? 
Did he repeat? Did he like report that? Right, right. Did he put that somewhere? I mean, he has a beard, right? They can't have stung his cheeks that bad. Look, they got to put their English degree to some use, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Expository writing is important. But yes, no, it's, uh, you know, I will say um, Irish goodbyeing your employees after you fuck them out of money is pretty <laughs> yeah. relatable. Mm-hmm. But so and this is kind of like, and the thing is like, the other thing is for some employees. Yeah, it's like, what's he going to do? Like a half-assed, right. like, hey, it was great working yeah, with you, right. like right after you stabbed yeah. them all in the back. Right. Get him $30 gift baskets. Like, come on. Yeah. Come on, Notch. You know you can give me a $50 gift basket. <laughs> so, give him with oils in it. Yeah, and I mean, it is something where um, a lot of people who worked uh, for Mojang, you know, obviously they would prefer, excuse me, a lot of people who were employees there would have preferred to work for a small studio as opposed to fucking Microsoft because once you are working for one of these behemoths, you know, you are a cog in the machine. I you know, know nothing about that. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody docks Andy. <laughs> He'll be happier if you get him fired. <laughs> I was referring to a past uh, job, not one that I'm happy with. Oh, well, they've already doxed you, so sorry about that. But but the the point here is like essentially like if you're like an employee with no uh, 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 stake, you know, like at least if you like feel like you're part of something cool, as opposed to being a part of Microsoft, where you're just again cog in the machine, you know, that's that's worth hey, more Mike, than Excel. Yeah. Pretty cool. Access <laughs> Access twenty thirteen. Yeah, fucking awesome. Yeah. I will say flight I, simulator. I am. What you know in, about that, John? I am enjoying the view of the Manhattan skyline that <laughs> Excel has provided for us right now. Um, but but the the point was essentially like, uh, and the, this has been written we'll about. We'll do an episode on index match versus pivot versus <laughs> VLOOKUP sometime. I think it was so sad how like before the deal, all the Mojang employees were just vendors for Microsoft, and so they had VDash mm-hmm. email, mm-hmm. and Microsoft employees just called them VDash trash. Yeah, I mean <laughs> obviously. Until they joined, they were V-Dash Rush. <laughs> I can't wait till we do our uh, Bill Gates episode and we have to admit that he's a good billionaire because of the audio quality of this podcast. <laughs> uh, Yogi got some Microsoft money. Um, Technically, we all do when you think about it. <laughs> uh, so the, the point is, oh yeah, the, the point here was essentially like, this has been written about when Microsoft came in and bought up uh, uh, Mojang, they had other games in the pipeline. Obviously, they weren't as like wildly successful as Minecraft, but there were other projects that people were working on there. And Microsoft was like, "No, fuck all of that." Yeah. And basically, just trash canned every other game, uh, and you know, said, "Hey, we're doing Minecraft." You know, and now they're in, currently in development. There's like a Minecraft dungeon game right now is in mm-hmm, development. Mm-hmm. They're and also so- um, developing a, uh, or they also bought uh, basically an equivalent of. Google Glass, like wearable um, augmented reality technology, uh, similar to how also Facebook bought Oracle mm-hmm. and uh, Oculus. Oculus, yeah, and all these companies, um, basically the ones again in the surveillance capitalism, they're trying to get into this game of like presenting augmented reality to their customers. And in Microsoft's case, it's um, they very explicitly talk about how like, oh yeah, with uh, once we had this uh, augmented reality technology, like we had to buy Minecraft because now it feels like you're in Minecraft. Mm. You can build blocks in your house, and which, you know, that's not worth $2.5 billion. But uh, <laughs> like clearly getting people used uh, to that technology, especially young people used to that technology so right. that they just see it as like a natural part of their day to day life. Um, makes it more likely that then they will take that technology out into the world where then, you know, their uh, every movement and... It's going to be uh, so addictive. You know what they're going to call it? Hmm. Blockchain. Oh, shit. 
I will say, as much as uh, as palatable as Notch is as a billionaire, just like Oprah, he did validate and encourage the rise of YouTube live streamers such as PewDiePie and Ninja and alike with their Minecraft Let's Plays. So mm-hmm. the world that's been emboldened due to Minecraft is horrendous. Mm-hmm. The fact that PewDiePie has the amount of money he does. Think about that, ladies and gentlemen. Just think about it. Well, yes. I mean, he's uh, essentially built an entire economy of, like, streamers. You know, like, these are, he has created a lot of middle-class jobs. I will give him that. <laughs> uh, people play his fucking game, and, like, millions of people watch. You he, know? he got Patton Oswalt to pay out on uh, the Netflix Minecraft movie. That's a choose-your-own-adventure that was like a testing bed for Bandersnatch. Pewdie- That's probably his greatest crime. PewDiePie is a worker. <laughs> It's a wage slave. <laughs> That's why Patton Oswald looks like that. He looks like a, a 16-bit <laughs> Minecraft character. I, I wanted to get to what Notch does after he sells the company. Because, again, his share is about $1.7 billion. Um, he says that he, he pays out some of the employees. And uh, he, he gets a little bitter about this. And I want to read. It's interesting also if you look up the press accounts of Notch. As of, like, 2014 and 2015, there's, like, a lot of sympathy for him, mm-hmm. but he kind of goes like all the way on, uh, I guess, either the trolling or maybe he is actually he goes a fascist. All the way to train. the alt right? Yes. Uh, you know, civic nationalist, whatever I mean, you want to call it. I assume that, like, there's probably a great deal of disappointment after you purchase the world's most powerful masturbation machine <laughs> and it's not as good as you thought. Not better than your ex wife. Yeah. <laughs> What's the point of having this if I can't share it with my father? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The point is, uh, so this is just kind of a a tweet stream from August 29, 2015. This is Notch writing on Twitter. The problem with getting everything is you run out of reasons to keep trying, and human interaction becomes impossible due to imbalance. Hanging out in Ibiza with a bunch of friends and partying with famous people. Able to do whatever I want and I've never felt more isolated. In Sweden, I will sit around and wait for my friends with jobs and families to have time to do shit. Watching my reflection in the monitor. Uh, When we sold the company, the biggest effort went into making sure the employees got taken care of. And they all hate me now. Uh, Found a great girl. It sounds like a billion dollars turned him into a bird just sitting around staring at his own reflection. But like, and so the other thing is, seems like he's kind of useless. <laughs> uh, the other, the the follow up in this thread is so uh, he says, "I made the greatest effort to take care of the employees, and they all thank me now." And somebody replies to it, who knows them, like, "What are who are you? Are you did you steal Notch's account?" And Notch goes, "Like three people thanked me for the two million kroner after tax bonus I gave them from my own private money. Others <laughs> said I was cheap." And again, this is about three hundred thousand U.S. dollars, right? Which, I mean, he gave them drop in the bucket. He gave yeah, them more than business. zero, but you walk away with one point seven billion dollars on a game you haven't worked on for two years that you're basically just correct collecting rent on. While people add vital features that make the game uh, keep selling, you know. You don't get it. He he had the brilliant insight that kids <laughs> like building things out of blocks. <laughs> and it's like the other thing is the entitlement. He says only three people thanked me. 
These are your employees. They fucking built your game and your company that gives you this fuck you money. And again, like we can argue about how much, you know, every person is entitled to, how much is the original uh, idea worked. But in my head, if you're walking away with $1.7 billion, which is more than any one single person, and this is a single person, not married, no kids, it can spend. No yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can spend, then you should at least give your initial employees enough that they don't have to work again, especially that they don't have to be ground down by Microsoft. You know, 300000 U.S. dollars is a significant amount of money, but it's but you're not going to be able to retire with right, that. And then also Notch will blow like a hundred grand in a night partying as well. So it's not like he's giving them three hundred grand and then is saving every penny. He also is spending money out the ass and is cheap with his his former employees. He couldn't, partying, he couldn't spend that money in a hundred lifetimes. Mm. You know, no. Honestly, partying is an interesting word because it sounds. From what I've heard about Notch in this episode, it sounds more like he's ruining parties. <laughs> <laughs> no, people love it when the guy in a fedora and trench coat shows up <laughs> at the the yacht docked <laughs> off Ibiza. <laughs> and, and starts talking about like cultural leaders from the, the, the dominance of Western culture. Yeah, he's never felt more alone at this party in Ibiza because nobody will talk to this guy in a fucking <laughs> fedora and trench coat. Uh, that must be so aggravating, though, to yeah. go from like being a well-respected uh, game developer to just the rich guy no one wants to talk to at parties. Yeah. Did he come up with the idea for the minecarts? I don't know. I'm not sure. No, I, th I, I think, think that the... came later. Yeah. Okay. I don't yeah, know no, he sure. didn't earn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but so, and just like one other thing from this thread. So it's like... You can a, make your own roller coasters. Uh, 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 this is he's, And it can be automatic with a redstone repeater. Uh, one, of his, one of his employees, former employees, uh, Patrick Guder, uh, re tweet replies to him. So he said like three people thanked me for the, the 300,000 mm -hmm, US mm -hmm. dollars he gave them. Uh, and uh, Patrick says, uh, that seems way too few of us to me. I mostly hated you for leaving, but that was only during the shock. You know that. And then, of course, this is a guy who had his job thrown to fucking Microsoft right, right. Uh, after he was like working for a cool independent company. And so Notch tweets back and he goes, I do not know that. Nobody reached out and said it was just the initial shock. So fuck all of you. Fuck you so hard. <laughs> and again, this is like he's saying fuck these. And of course, you know, moment of emotion, whatever. But he's. He's saying like, yeah, fuck he did you gaming people. Developer moment. Fuck you people for not thanking me enough for my right. exploitation right. of your labor. You know, I don't get it. I just made you work for Goliath. Why are you mad at me, <laughs> David? <laughs> um, and then like you know, and with the time we have left here, we can just go through some of uh, Notch's tweets because it is like you know, this 2015 is like. Well, you did tweet this very interesting thing in yes. uh, 2017 that I think we should talk about. Mm-hmm. What a fucking... Geez, oh my god, what the fuck? <laughs> that was nice, 2008. <laughs> the, uh, There's also this from 2016. Uh -huh. What a fucking... Jeez, oh my god, what the fuck? <laughs> he, he re uh, so, um, Notch also in 2017, he tweeted, uh, Pizzagate is real. And I was thinking about that. Like, we talked about it on the, the, the Matt episode. Like, it would just take a random guy with a billion dollars to investigate mm -hmm. it. So Notch could actually investigate mm -hmm. it. I don't but think that the billionaires, other billionaires would trust him. <laughs> <laughs> like there's still got to be a baseline level of trust. Like maybe you can like well, find... Who do you think are the other celebrities in Ibiza? <laughs> <laughs> 
That's why no one will talk to him. That's why no one will talk to him. Yeah, of course. I think that they just like, right before he shows up, they're like, all right, no one tell him about the back door. What does does Notch know? I'm just imagining Notch at like one of those eyes wide shut parties with the mask. (laughs) And and everybody can see the fedora on his head. (laughs) Don't tell him about the children. <laughs> He's got the the eyes wide shut mask and the fucking trench coat. <laughs> Just every time he walks into an orgy room, they're like, "Oh wow, let's go check out the hors d'oeuvres." <laughs> That's what happened at Ibiza. <laughs> they made him leave the eyes wide shut party <laughs> because his trench coat hadn't been washed for several months. They just uh, put him in another room, and it's just got, like, a console and Minecraft. And it's like, hey, we made this room specifically for you, man. Just check it out. Uh, so just got to, like, going the, the through. The password is creeper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad in, like, you know, this decade we got to see what would happen if you gave uh, Eric or Dylan Klebold and Eric Harris a billion dollars. <laughs> Uh, so just like really, I think 2017 is when Notch kind of like, I don't, uh, maybe he's trolling. Like he explained it on Reddit. Like I realized I had fuck you money. And then a lot of people started encouraging me privately when I would lash yeah, out at sure. people on Twitter and say, you're speaking for all of us. Right, right. It's like, no, I, I think they're winding you up, buddy. <laughs> like, but so, you know, maybe he's trolling, maybe he's actually a civic nationalist or whatever the fuck. But just like kind of to go through some of this, June 2017, he tweets, quote, I think it's just a lonely guy who craves validation. I think they're possible. all kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> but like the other ones, at least like they've been a billionaire long enough that they know not to like interact with the masses. Oh, I, I meant mm-hmm. the nationalists. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, even, even still, though, I mean, like, you know, at the end of the day, if you have enough time, you will become a monster. No, it so, will happen. So Notch says, just like just like the four of us. That's right. <laughs> with this show, <laughs> Notch says, uh, June twenty seventeen. We are not monsters. I took out the N word. <laughs> Once we launch the Patreon, we will all step aside and let other people be lead developers of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but we will maintain ownership. Uh, yeah, we'll have four employees. <laughs> There's like four new mics, and we stop. Uh, <laughs> Four new hosts of the podcast. Right, right. We're not but even we're, hosting. Oh, yet. we're collecting know, rents from it. I know it's so hard, but uh, well, your contract said that you uh, would be willing to work up to eighty hours a week, and I know that we said that when you signed that, that you know it's very rare that that would happen. But you know, and I hate to do this. I hate to do this. You hate to do this. It's really awkward. But you, I, it Andy, does say Andy, it does Andy. say in the contract eighty hours. Don't share our plans. <laughs> We're tweeting out from the official Grubstickers account. None of our employees thanked us for their $20 (laughs) Starbucks gift cards. (laughs) Fuck all of you so hard. Um, We're uh, rounding out. We should be finished momentarily. I just wanted to uh, give a shout out to our listeners. We are at a year uh, of this podcast. And uh, thank you very much to all of our listeners and friends and fans. Uh, your support has been appreciated. Uh, if you like what we do, please please do the algorithmic thing and say that we're bad or good on the internet. Uh, thank Preferably you. Preferably good. I mean, you can talk shit about Andy, talk shit about Sean. Andy not doing enough drops and Sean. <laughs> and, you know how attractive Stephen Jeffries is. Um, Are you really gonna say I don't do enough drops after this episode? Yes, you did what? No, four, maybe? no. You did no. two drops, if what that. Fucking, oh. Jeez, oh my god, what the fuck? You did the same drop, like, less than ten times? What happened to our classics? <laughs> it's true, all of the yeah. classics are gone. 
Uh, but I guess like we can kind of round out this episode by uh, for the one year anniversary, we will finally talk about Gamergate on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> because that's what you get to with the Notch pod, uh, podcast. But but so just like a couple highlights in twenty June twenty seventeen, he tweets quote If you're against the concept of a hashtag heterosexual Pride Day, you're a complete fucking cunt and you deserve to be shot. Uh, he would later backtrack and uh, delete that one. Well, he, but, he was he was uh, mad that he used the f word, but not the c word. Yes, uh, but but he 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 was speaking British English, so oh, it's not yeah, as right. not as offensive. Mm-hmm. Also, similarly, when he called uh, the woman at the center of Gamergate, Zoe Quinn, a cunt, he was being um, British. British British English. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> but so. Basically, uh, I, I think she she tweeted something about like uh, not forgiving uh, uh, developers who kind of like egged on harassment in Gamersgate, and Notch uh, called Maybe her. Notch like, just had a, a grudge because his dad had a bad time with Depression Quest. So, uh, so <laughs> <laughs> just got it. So. The the point was, oh yeah, so Notch tweets at her something about, you know, fucking cunt or something, but then later she like she quote tweets it and then he says, Oh, I didn't know it was you, you know, Zoe Quinn uh, and then he says, quote, Stop changing your name. I had no idea it was you. Act like a cunt and get called a cunt. <laughs> and that was on uh, May twenty first, twenty sixteen. I mean, megalomania certainly uh, comes in and this uh, is, during the billion-dollar acquisition. This mm-hmm. is the real reason you don't tell people to learn to code. <laughs> so, uh, and then just like going on. Hey, from, if you don't want to be called the C-word, don't get in the coding business. <laughs> in uh, November 2017, he tweets, it's okay to be white, <laughs> which is kind of like a, a 4chan meme to like, uh, you know. Uh, what what, what? Do you call this it? guy's on 4chan? Yes, uh, he is on 4chan. And, um, I am shocked. He also tweets recently, like he took the hashtag uh, when Trump opens his mouth and he tweeted winning occurs, you know, and again, it's like maybe he's trolling. Maybe he's actually a Trump supporter. I don't know. But I did just want to highlight one last classic from December 2018. Uh, And so somebody tweets at Notch, uh, do you love Jews? Question mark. And his response to this, December 2018 If we were allowed to discuss IQ differences between populations, (laughs) if we were allowed to discuss IQ differences between populations, there'd be fewer conspiracy theories. (laughs) And then this gets a bit of a reaction. And then somebody tweets in reply to it, be careful of what you say or triple parentheses, they will silence you. (laughs) And Notch replies, then I am already silenced. Then I already am silenced. You got to bet that like his DMs are just full of like PR people just salivating at the (laughs) opportunity to say I fixed notch. But yeah, I mean, and so I guess um, that's kind of the story of of notch. We will see, you know, uh, when he uh, officially becomes a uh, member of the Swedish Democrats and <laughs> launches the campaign to make Sweden great again. How parents, far he takes this. Parents, yeah. don't let your babies grow up to be coders. <laughs> We're going to make Minecraft great again, people. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take it back from Microsoft. <laughs> But so I guess just to to close out this episode, I would like to read one more Notch tweet from uh, 2016 December. And this is speaking of his own employees. 
He says, quote, if you want to create a bunch of entitled people, treat them right for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that's how we feel about you, the listeners. (laughs) You might have thought this episode was all over the place. It was a bit of a letdown from the high of the Epstein episode. But you know what? We've been treating you right for a year, and this is how you create a bunch of <laughs> entitled people. And this is also, we mentioned he has this meltdown. Tell him, Sean. This, Notch has this meltdown in August 2015, like, you know, oh, fuck all my employees for not saying thank you for, like, this right, right. fucking scraps of all the labor I stole from them. He comes back a year later, December 2016, <laughs> having time to reflect on it and says, if you want to create a bunch of entitled people treat them right for a long time but anyways unsurprisingly uh, so take that listeners who have only been nice to us <laughs> unsurprisingly the whole time we've been doing this unsurprisingly uh a weird thing happens when you achieve a billion dollars that you start to hoard for yourself you start to flirt with fascist political <laughs> ideology <laughs> for some reason uh, it, uh for some reason you start acting in your own economic self-interest and with that, this has been Grub Stickers. I'm Yogi Polywall. I'm Andy Palmer. Steve Jeffers. I'm Sean P. McCarthy. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Speculation time. Lily Punch. Liza Koji. David Dobrik. Yudling Kid. Late night show hosts. Some political bullshit. It's a rolling, not a stop. Why shit don't never stop? Just a flow that got the block hot. Shit got super hot. How much money do you have? <laughs> I would say I'm being humble, but I actually don't know. I would just like to ask how many of you have autism, and if so, has it helped you in your modding career? I think we're going to refuse that question, I think. Yeah, Yeah, I'm afraid we're going to pass on that one, sorry. Hey guys, it's Ebris here with another Minecraft video, and I'm going to be showing you how to make an infinite loop with redstone repeaters. Okay, so let's go. As you can see, this is an infinite loop. It never stops. Redstone keeps emitting energy. So, if I put a piston here, it would go constantly like this. So, I'm going to be showing you how to make it right now. So, what you want to do is have four 